What's up, Ascenders? This is episode six of Awaken with Shauna Ekadel. Here's what's coming up. Bruce Tenayo started studying frequency in, in the different organs of the body and the different body parts and he was showing that lower frequency states are disease states and that if when we keep our frequency high that we really don't have the physical capability to develop disease in the body. If we can shift the physiology of our body in a lot of different ways and one of those is by changing the frequency of what we bring in and what we experience. Welcome back to another episode of Awaken. I'm Brian Henry, founder of Ascend and your host. On Awaken, it's our mission to propel humanity in the direction of universal growth. And we do this by having on special guests to the show who share with us their experiences and wisdom to help us attain a greater state of health, live on a higher plane of consciousness, and manifest abundance in our lives. If you guys have been enjoying the show up until now, I ask for your support in the form of a subscription and a written review on iTunes, and you could do that at the following URL, www.togetherweascend.com forward slash iTunes. And we also would love for you to join us at our community of Ascenders, where so many people are sharing wisdom, positivity, and just so much value with each other. And that can be found at the following URL, www.togetherweascend forward slash community. Hope to see you guys there. So there's an idea that you may have heard me mention before, and I'm sure it won't be the last time you heard hear me mention it. And it's that everything in our universe, including our bodies, is made up of the same thing. And that's energy. Now, it's important to understand that this isn't pseudoscience. This is quantum physics. A quantum physicist would agree with this statement that that everything is at the deepest layer made up of energy. Now, the reason why I come back to that so often is that it's fundamental to understanding how our bodies and the universe works and thus understanding the factors involved with our state of wellness, our well-being, and our performance. Well, our guest today, Shauna Ekadel, leverages this understanding to help many women transform their bodies and their lives. She addresses the body at an energetic layer, and what she does in her work is help improve that state of energy so that women can have the bodies and lives that they desire. So without further ado, I want to just jump straight into the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Shauna Ekadel is a frequency alchemist and a personal coach. Her ex- expertise lies in the fields of nutritional science, psychology, and energetic healing. She applies this in her holistic approach that encompasses mind, body, and spirit to help women heal their bodies and transform their lives. Shauna is the host of Be Well Live, a show dedicated to empowering people to live authentically. She has been published in the Journal of Nonverbal Communication and is featured and is a featured contributor to Awareness Magazine. She was awarded the James I. Brown Award from the Institute of, uh, for Study of interpersonal processes and she has her first book coming out in the public uh in 2018 which is already receiving rave reviews shauna thank you for joining us it is great to have you here on awaken 
Thank you. I'm happy to be here. All right. So before we get started and dive into what your work is all about, I'm sure some of the listeners heard the words frequent frequency alchemist in the intro there and had no clue what I was talking about. And, uh, <laughs> before we kind of dive into the kind of work that you do, I think it's important for us to first understand what it means to, to view the world in terms of energy, vibration and frequency. So could you just talk to us a little bit about looking at the world in that way? Yeah, I, uh, there's a lot of um, real world examples of energy and I like to bring it down there because the conversation of energy can be can feel very like non tangible, right? It can feel very out there for some people or almost like you can't grasp it. And really, we're experiencing energy all the time in our daily lives. And so one example I use is, let's say you and I went to a party and there were 200 people in the room. And so there's just people everywhere. Immediately when we walk in there, our brain is going to go to certain people. So we're going to recognize, you know, our brain cannot process all 200 of those people simultaneously in our conscious mind. So we're going to look at, you know, maybe a guy who looks really nice and a girl standing with her boyfriend that looks really nice. And we're going to gravitate towards certain people in the room. And the reason that we do that at a fundamental level is energy, right? We're going to feel drawn to certain people, just like we're attracted to, you know, people that we're dating or not attracted to maybe someone we go out and blind date with. So there's, there's this energy that either pulls us towards people or, or really repels us from people. And, and we experience that all the time where we go, I don't want to be around this person, or I really always want to hang out with this person. And so if we're at this party and we're gravitating towards people that we really like, and maybe you and I are hanging out and we're talking to them and we leave the party and what do we say? We go, oh, they had the best vibe, right? Like they were so cool. They had the best vibe. So that just means that our energy and their energy was in a similar resonance, meaning we, we connected right at this point of energy. And so so I like to bring these real world examples in because, you know, sometimes we talk about frequency or we talk about how do you raise your frequency or we talk about energy and people go, well, what is that? You know, how can I really understand that? And yet it's something that we don't know. We cannot experience life without experiencing energy. We just have to understand how we're experiencing it. <laughs> and I definitely think that experiencing it is the uh, is the means through which you can truly understand it. It's not something that that uh, just intellectually you'll be able to to take in and grasp it. Like you said, it's something that you have to you have to experience. Um, so when you say frequency, could you dive a little bit into what that means? Yeah, so there's basically just like a radio station transmits frequencies in the form of different stations, right? So maybe you have like a country music station and a rock station and a talk radio. They're all being transmitted on a different frequency. So so when we change the dial, we're changing to a different frequency. Therefore, we're hearing something different. And so it's the same thing in our lives. We can live at a, at a lower frequency, which we might be in a lot of struggle. We might be having a lot of tough, low frequency emotions, things like fear and guilt and shame. Um, when we even say those words, you kind of go, you kind of contract, right? You, it doesn't sound pleasurable. Um, or we can live at a higher frequency, which opens us up to more high frequency emotions, which are things like enlightenment, love, peace, joy, um, connection with other people. So these are all things that feel better, right? The meaning, when we say them, we smile, right? We, we feel a sense of joy about them. And anybody's life, I like to explain it like a 10 story building. So let's say, you know, there's 10 different stories that are frequencies, right? Different, different radio stations you can turn to, you can go up the escalator and, you know, or up the elevator and go to the second floor, the third floor, the fourth floor. 
And there's different realities of your life happening at all these different floors. So maybe at the first floor, it's you're having a lot of struggle financially or having a lot of struggle in relationship and in your life and life feels really hard. And maybe at the 10th floor, the beautiful penthouse, um, you're not struggling with abundance in any area of your life. And you feel like life happens pretty quickly and pretty effortlessly. And so we really can choose these different floors. We can choose where we live and we're not taught that. So people's reality and experience just seems like, well, this is what's happening. This is what my life is. And I don't have any choice beyond that. And oftentimes we're born into a certain frequency of our family, right? So if we're born into feeling like life is a big struggle, we oftentimes stay feeling like life is a struggle. We have that belief system, we have those patterns, and we're always proving to ourselves that it's true, right? So we're saying, yes, I I, I don't have a great car. My car breaks down all the time. That's a struggle. So I'm proving to myself time and time again, yep, life is hard, right? Life is difficult. And what I'm here to really communicate to people is that we can choose the reality that we live in, the, the energy frequency that we live at. It's just, we're not taught this in school, right? We're not, we're not taught how to do this and how to understand our own body and soul and energy system that we are in truth. And when we learn that, it's kind of like, opening up this whole world of possibility that we've yet to see. <laughs> nice. So you say that higher frequencies are, are generally better, right? When, you, when you're, you're at, vibrating at a higher frequency, you, you feel better. Um, I know that there's a little bit of literature, scientific literature, that, that speaks to, to there actually being this, this frequency that, that our different body parts um, vibrate at. Do you do you have any familiarity with uh, with the science behind it, or any any solid concrete support for for the uh, for these ideas? Yeah. So basically, Bruce Tenayo started studying frequency in in the different organs of the body and the different body parts, and he started looking at could you measure the energy of these different body parts? And really, the foundation of his work, he created a whole graph with the different you know frequencies that different body parts resonate at. But really, the fascinating part about it is he was showing that lower frequency states are disease states, meaning that there's a certain frequency in which disease happens in the body, and that if when we keep our frequency high, that we really don't have um, the physical capability to develop disease in the body. And so there's a number of ways that we lower our frequency, um, certainly eating foods that I call dead foods. So foods that, you know, are packaged processed, they don't have a frequency to them and we're putting them in our body. When we eat things like fruits and vegetables that have an energy, right, they're alive and we're putting that energy into our system, our body does really well with that. And even live herbs, you know, have a frequency to them that we're adding to our body. And so, you know, I think we're moving into a time where it's less looking at you know, macros and calories and, you know, fat grams and all these things and really saying like, how do we, how do we put stuff in our body that adds to our own energy system and really expands our energy system mm -hmm. um, instead of breaking it down or slowing it down or making it heavy, right? Mm -hmm. So um, what's, it, what's fascinating when you work with energy is not so much um, that change, change does not take a long time. Changing your energy doesn't take a long time. Energy moves fast, right? And the, the most challenging part of it is to have the brain understand that it doesn't have to take a long time, mm -hmm. that we can really shift our body and, and we can shift our body by the way we think, we can shift our body by understanding our emotional self, we can shift the physiology of our body in a lot of different ways. And one of those 
is by changing the frequency of what we bring in and what we experience. So in our thoughts, right, having good high frequency thoughts and believing in that our body can heal, believing that we are the core of who we are is healthy and well, um, the belief system alone is powerful. And eating foods that honor that and eating foods that bring great energy into our body changes the way we're being in the world. I always say that food is one of the greatest access points to raising your consciousness because it happens whether people know it or not, whether people believe in consciousness, it doesn't matter. When we start feeding our body what grows in nature, what's natural to our body, we start thinking differently. We start seeing life differently. We start seeing ourselves differently and what's possible in the world for us. And so to me, I say, you know, more than so much what our physical body looks like, which we're so focused on, is that when you put the right things in, the physical body just follows along with that, right? It balances its weight. I call it lightening our body because we're actually enlightening from the inside. But but so many other things happen from that. And when I work with people, I say, yes, you, you will lose weight. You will feel better. But that's not what you're going to talk about. You're not going to talk about what happened to you physically at the end of the process. You're going to talk about all these other things that you had no idea existed or that you had no idea that you wanted that you discover through the process that's great yeah no i think it's definitely it's definitely a matter of just tuning in to some of these things and like you said we're we're in that shift in that movement where we're starting to understand our bodies in in a different way and i think we're it's aligned for deep more deeply understanding the body and with that now we can we can make better decisions because like you said it's uh, it's it's not always as black as white as just looking at things like macronutrients, right? Um, at yeah. different times and different um, stages of your life. I think uh, from my experiences, people need different things. And when you, uh, when you start to tune in uh, to, to this degree, I think it's, uh, it's a lot more of an of effective way to, to go about it than, than again, just following the, uh, the rules behind, let's say like a macronutrient distribution kind of plan, that sort of thing, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's true. And it's not to discount, you know, all of the great information that's out there, because, you know, certainly in the world of functional medicine and functional nutrition and things like that, there's a lot of great information. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think we're in a time where we need to take back our power. And we need to understand how what powerful healers we each are, and that we're able to literally shift the cells in our body by what we think and feel and understand and what we believe, and the energy that we bring to the world. Right. And mm -hmm. so I really think that the, the wave of the future is for people to know their own power and to know how and to seek out people that help them know their own power, not to become dependent mm -hmm. on other people, but to gather tools, right, to understand that you are the creator of your life and you are the creator of your health. And that really it, it comes to it comes down to you and that you have the power to shift what you want to shift. One hundred percent. And I think the. Uh the evidence is in the in the effectiveness that that people have experienced with with this sort of approach, and I know that you've had uh, quite a transformation in your life. I know that you uh, you've described your life as being uh, being half asleep, and then a the, the rest of it you you are awake for. So I think maybe if you shared your story with uh, with coming about these ideas and using it to transform your own life, uh, people will be able to better connect with the the truth behind it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you were able to transition from from being asleep to being awake yeah it's um 
you know, there's so many things that it, it comes into my work that I do that I've experienced that I hope to, you know, help other people not have to experience um, and, or maybe move through it easier than I did. And, you know, I had, I, I think the first awakening for me, there's kind of been two in my life was I got skin cancer on the bridge of my nose and there was no mistake that it was a wake up call. I knew the second I got diagnosed, it wasn't on my ankle or my leg. It was right on my face, you know, right on the center of my face. And so it was something that I would see for the rest of my life. And and I knew that I had been running for so long. I had been not taking care of myself on any level, emotionally, physically, mentally. I was stressed out. I was working all of the time. I was just disconnected from, from who I really was. And so when it happened, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't, I, I couldn't believe it happened, but it was more like, uh-huh, like finally it's caught up to me, you know? And so from that day forward, I really started um, looking at different, what I was putting in my body, like what I was experiencing. I got very present and aware to how I was treating myself and it wasn't very well. And I started really getting into holistic health at that point and what I was feeding myself. And, you know, the doctors told me, gosh, you're so young to have this happen. So I was thinking, well, it's not because I'm of a certain age, right? Which is not really true anyways, right? We can take care of ourselves well into our older ages. But I, um, I really got focused on that and and that went on for a long time and I was raising my consciousness unbeknownst to me. I was shifting who I was being in the world in many different ways over a few year period of time. And then there was another event that happened that was kind of a greater awakening where I really started looking at who I was being in the world and how I was living my life. I was doing a career that wasn't really who I was. I was successful at it, but not deep down inside feeling very successful. Um, I had outward success, but maybe not in inward success. And that dissonance got greater the more outward success that I had. I, it didn't help the inner. And so I felt really out of alignment and I achieved all of these outward goals that I that I had set out for myself, but I didn't feel like I arrived, right? I didn't feel like, you feel like there's gonna be like this big bright light, right? When you get there, right? We're always trying to get there. And then there's no getting there. Um, and so I got to where I thought I should get to feel this like so proud of myself, like pat myself on the back, like, wow, I really did it. And instead I just felt more disconnected, more fearful, more, you know, more not myself. And, and so that was a scary point because when you achieve what you think you need to achieve, and then it doesn't give you what you thought it was going to give you, you are left either living kind of an empty path or you have to reevaluate at that point. And that's what I did. And I really deconstructed the life that I was living, which is not an easy thing to do, you know, when you've lived it for many, many years. And I rebuilt a new life. And that was my even greater awakening where I really feel like, you know, part of my life I spent asleep living the way other people wanted me to live. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. I live according to my truth and according to what resonates with me. And it's a powerful experience. And I help people through a process called the anatomy of transformation when they have, when they wake up to the fact that there's an area of their life that they really want to shift or change, that they're really feeling stuck or frustrated or like there's no answers for them and they're miserable in it or feeling ugh, like it doesn't connect with them anymore. I help them through that process because it's not, it's not always easy, but on the other side of it is like joy like you've never experienced before. I'd love to dive a little bit more into that that process, the the anatomy of transformation that you you just mentioned. So I think it's a good time for us to to kind of discuss mm -hmm. what uh, what is your role as a, a frequency alchemist, and then how do you incorporate that that anatomy of transformation? What does that look like? 
So frequency alchemist, alchemy is really changing. And we talk about it in ancient times, like changing base metals to gold, right? So it's a real shift in beingness is, is alchemy, like transforming who we are at the most fundamental levels. And frequency is changing the energy that we live at. So taking people from the first or second floor up to the ninth or 10th floor um, of the reality that they can live in, which is right alignment, meaning you're living, you're not doing what someone else wants you to do. You're living what your soul came here to be, your your purpose, and you're living it in the biggest and brightest way possible that feels good to you. So this doesn't necessarily mean, you know, for some people, it's not being famous or being on TV or being on stage or any of those things. For some people, it might be being an amazing mom or an amazing dad or, you know, starting a great small business in your town. It, it's what your what is right for you, what you chose to come here to be, which is different for everybody. And so when we align with that, we feel this, um, it's almost like when you're riding in a race and you're drafting and you just feel like you can easily just go and go fast. That's how it feels when you're on that right energy line. And so, yeah, you feel lighter and you feel like this ease, you know, you, you think you look around and you go, I shouldn't be able to go this fast, Mm -hmm. this easily. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what it feels like for people. And they really love that experience because most people are kind of like forcing it or struggling Mm -hmm. through a lot of life which doesn't feel good. And so that's what I really help people do in changing their energy. So to give you an example, like, you know, in my three month coaching program, I have people come in and and maybe relationship is an area that they are focused on. And they're really having a struggle finding, you know, this great relationship. I have a client right now named Lori, who I'm working with, who has for years not been in a relationship. And I just saw where her energy was out of alignment, where she had a belief system that was keeping that away from her, meaning that even if she was in that room of 200 people at the party, she wasn't going to allow herself to be attracted or for someone to even enter her space. Mm -hmm. And so once I can correct that, and I basically go in and just kind of clear out that belief system and clear out that old energy, she's now in a relationship, you know? And, And it feels to her like, how did this even happen? Like it happened so fast, it happened so easily. So it's not this idea where we have to put more effort, right? We have to try harder. It's it's completely opposite of that when you move energy. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, a letting go, would you say? Yeah, I call it releasing. It's like releasing things that aren't in truth of who you are, which is really the process of the anatomy of transformation. We so often elude ourselves from our own truth. Mm -hmm. We don't know what our truth is, right? We believe the truths that other people gave us. Mm -hmm. And we don't take the time to take a step back and go, okay, what really feels right here? You know, Mm -hmm. who am I? Like, do I really want to be doing this job? Do I really want to be living here? Do I really want, you know, to be on the path that I'm on? And truth can be inconvenient, right? I mean, truth is not always, you know, a bowl of cherries. Truth Mm -hmm. can be like, oh boy, like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I don't want to be on this path. Mm -hmm. And once you discover that truth, then you release what's not in truth. And this is not easy sometimes for people to, you know, to release from things or let go of things, to move into something better. But what I discovered in my own transformation is that when we have a path, when we know that what we're going through many people have gone through before. And when we know how it works, like the anatomy of it, right, and how long we'll be there and what the process is, we are much more inclined to make the full walk, right, to go through the tunnel and come up the other side. And the prize that we get when we come up the other side is kind of a life of our dreams, the life that we've always wanted to be living, the ways that we've always wanted to be feeling, and the people we've always wanted to be attracting coming to us effortlessly. And so, yeah, there are some moments that are not easy, 
but man, the other side is like worth the walk. <laughs> I think uh, a big problem with, with a lot of people, for a lot of people, is that they they may not even they're in a place in their life where they don't even see that as as a reality that they can have they're so far and distant from their their own truth that uh, the idea that that they can be happy connecting to it or uh, again like just not being aware that it even exists it, it makes them so disconnected from from the uh, the fact that they can have that sort of reality so what do you what do you tell someone that that comes in and you gauge that 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 um that belief that that sort of life of abundance and happiness and love isn't even something within reach of them yeah so it's a great question um i don't necessarily need anyone to believe it to have this work like be a value to them and to move the needle for them so when people come to see me, it's interesting because I actually am like a catalyst, right? So I'm connecting to their energy and I'm shifting their energy in these ways. So I have some clients come to me and they're just like, what is this? This isn't going to work for me. Like I have this in my life or that in my life. And, and I say, you can hold on to that, you know, as long as you want, like we're still going to shift things. So when I shift someone's energy, like they might have something new pop into their life and they might not even recognize it as part of the work. They might just go, oh, all of a sudden, like this person, you know, showed up in my life and I really like hanging out with them and this is great. Or all of a sudden I'm losing weight and I don't even know why I'm not. I feel like I'm not doing that much different. Mm-hmm. It's like these things will start happening. And then I'm like, yes, because we've shifted the energy. And mm-hmm. once it happens with the littlest thing and you have that actual experience of that movement, people then drop those belief systems, right? Because they've experienced it mm-hmm. and they start to believe like, oh, my gosh, this is possible. And of course, the more you believe, the more it just fuels the fire. Right, right, and that's that's pretty powerful that you're saying, even without that that strong belief in the uh, the effectiveness of what it is that you're doing, you're still seeing people get great results, and that's that's um, that's interesting to think because I think uh, one of the the common um, perspectives of uh, of someone that may be skeptical of these ideas is that oh well, these they're they're getting their results because they they believe they will, but the fact that you're telling me that people are, are seeing results without even without fully uh, putting their belief in it just just says so much behind uh, how effective it can be so that's great okay yeah. so next I want to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, topic of emotional and energetic imbalances so really diving deep into to what those are and how they happen and then we can kind of adjust well what are some strategies and techniques we can do to 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 overcome them so before we get into that, um, could you tell us what exactly is a energetic or emotional blockage or disruptance, imbalance, whatever you want to call it, um, and how how do they come about? So we were born into this human form, and we experience emotion all the time, right? As much as thoughts are flying through our head all the time, emotion is happening all the time. And the one area, you know, we as a society, it's more accepted to put energy on what we're thinking and mindset and things like that and put energy on the physical body and how we want to change our physical body in different ways. We really don't talk a lot about the emotional self. There's a lot of fear around emotion. And a lot of times in the experience of growing up, children by the time they're four or five years old are being told not to feel their feelings, meaning, you know, toddlers do emotion great. They 
they freak out in the grocery store because they can't have something and they'll throw themselves on the ground and they'll fully express their emotion wherever they are. Doesn't matter if it's inconvenient, doesn't matter, you know, if people are bothered by it, they're true to their emotions Mm -hmm. and they complete on them, right? So it's like a bell curve. They go up and over the emotional bell curve and then they jump off the floor and they want to go play, right? They're done with it. And they don't hold on to resentment. They don't hold on to it. Once we get taught by our parents or by society, you know, don't cry here. Don't, you know, don't be mad at church. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like we get told, don't feel, don't feel right now like this. And so our little brains go, oh, okay, wait, I'm not allowed to feel sad when we're at the grocery store. I'm not allowed to do this when we're here, right? And we start adjusting ourselves to that. So we start not being true to our emotions and we start tempering them, right? So even I have a son who's five years old and he told me he doesn't want to cry at school in front of his friends because they told him babies cry, right? So he's starting to try to adjust his emotions as much as I'm saying, no, feel your feelings. He is looking around at his environment and saying, well, other people, other little boys aren't doing this, right? So I want to start holding my emotions in. And we do this, we're socialized, right, to do this. And so think about all of the events that happen in our life, right? The losses, the sadnesses, the hurt feelings. And and if we're not experiencing that emotion fully, then we're storing that emotion in our body, right? Mm -hmm. And so life happens, right? And I call them wool blankets. So we're making our way through life and a wool blanket gets thrown on our back and we don't experience that emotion fully and we just keep going, right? Because we say we got to just go on in life. We got to just keep moving forward. And by the time we're in the middle stages of our life, we've got like 50 wool blankets on our back or more and we're hunched over and we're having trouble, you know what I mean? And feeling struggle in life. And so emotional energetic healing is about going in and clearing out these old emotions. And it doesn't mean that they have to be re-experienced, meaning the trauma or the event or the pain doesn't have, it's not like you're going to go through it again. It just means we need to clear that energy out of our system so that we can allow a better energy flow through our body. So it's the same as like acupuncture, right? They're putting a needle in to, to a, a blockage of energy, a flow of chi in the body mm-hmm. to unblock it right? So that the energy system is flowing like this through the body. It's the same type of concept. We just want free flowing energy through our system. And our bodies were not built to store emotions, right? Our bodies aren't a storage tank, and they're not built to hold all this in. We, we are given tears because we're meant to cry when we're sad, right? And allow that all you can't cry for days on end, right? You just can't physically do that without stopping. So we're meant to cry as long as we're meant to cry. And then we're meant to be over it right and move on and and we just don't do that in our society and it's such an important aspect to healing and raising our frequency nice and so you and i we we have the experience that that we've uh, we've become in tune with the the energetic and connection with with emotion and the the idea that that emotions can be stored in our body but again i i think a lot of the the listeners tuning in are still trying to to really connect with these ideas and experience it for themselves so do you have any strategies for for helping someone understand what it means for for it uh for emotion to be stored in the body and how that's even tied into to your energy Yeah, you can. um, One of the things is just to start to be present to the life events that you've been through. So the way that our defense mechanisms work is we kind of, you know, forget, forget about almost like some painful things that we've been through, or we don't want to think about them or go back to that time. And really, that's where a lot of healing can happen. So, so I, I like to have like clients basically take 10 year 
chunks of time of their life. So zero to 10, although you don't remember zero, but from your first memory to 10 years old and look at what's gone on in your life in that time period that you immediately remember. Like when you, if I said, what are the five you know, saddest events or most difficult or traumatic events. And what are the happiest events, right? Just so we start to jog our memory um, of what's gone on in our life. And we can start to be present to, it's like if we go back and we have a memory like, oh gosh, I remember at five when that teacher wasn't very nice to me in class and it really hurt my feelings. When we can go back and remember that, we can kind of start to get a sense of whether that's complete for us or whether, gosh, I really see how this shows up in my life, how the teacher told me I wasn't smart and how oftentimes when I'm in school, I feel like I'm not smart, right? Because we adopted that belief system that someone told us at a young age, and we never know what we're picking up. Like different things can happen to different people, and they have like nothing, no belief system around it. But then one little word someone can say to you can create all kinds of belief systems that you're living out of in present day. And so if you go in these 10 year increments and you write down, you know, five of the saddest, you know, most traumatic things have happened to you, five of the happiest things, you can start to open up this box, right, that you that's been in your attic for a long time. And you'll start to have awareness. You'll start to see patterns in the different decades. You'll start to see, oh yeah, I believe this about myself from when this happened when I was 10. And you'll start to see, like you'll be driving in your car, you'll be in the shower or something, and you'll all of a sudden go, you'll have these memories come up to you that you haven't thought about in a long time. And just by virtue of remembering, you'll start to put certain puzzle pieces together for yourself. And you may not get all of them, right? Because a lot of times you need you need someone else to be guiding you um, because we can't see what we can't see about ourselves. We're all built that way. But you will start to put some of the puzzle pieces together. Right. And I think you mentioned there that um, you can see where where emotions that that may have arisen in your in your childhood is is resurfacing over and over in life. And I think one of the, uh, the most powerful experiences that that I've had with with myself and people that I've worked with is if you go back and, like you said, reflect with uh, with some of the, the the sadder moments in your in your uh, childhood and you, you they, they resurface those feelings resurface and then you address those feelings then you start to see it arise less in in your yeah. your adult life right so there's definitely yes. that connection between it being being stored there in the past and then it being being resurfaced so now yes. we've we've found that 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 um, root of the emotion, right? We found maybe some, some limiting beliefs. What's the next step in, in dealing with them and addressing them? So we have to also, one other thing you have to kind of get through is the fear. So fear is the number one driver um, that really holds us back in life on all fronts. And even my clients who want to lose weight or get healthier in that way, like there's fear beneath that, right? There's fear beneath not living the life you came here to live, not living your purpose. And so before we start creating anything new, before we, you know what I mean? This is the release part of this. We want to release all the things that are holding us back. So there's a clearing. So there's a space in which we can create a new reality and, and live at a different frequency. And so the fear is, is to me like the one thing that really everybody needs to kind of take a look at because fear is funny in that it hides because we don't want to feel the sensation of fear. So we build our life 
so we don't have to bump up against fear. And really that energy of fear will run your life from the background. And so one of the things I do in my three-month coaching program is really go in and point out and, and bring up to the conscious mind where people are fearful because I can see where it's in the unconscious and they're not looking at it. And when we bring it to the conscious, we can actually do something about it and we can release that energy of fear and not most people are trying to like power over fear, right? And kind of gut it and, and go for it. Mm -hmm. And that's like using up so much of your physical, mental and emotional energy. It's crazy. And mm -hmm. so when we can actually just release that and kind of make friends with our natural fear response, but release the things that are built around belief systems, then people move forward powerfully in their life. And, and I call it moving through the gap because once we remove all the things that you are not in truth, there's this opening, right? There's this gap mm -hmm. of like, okay, if I'm not all of these things, who am I, right? And and that gap is like the zero point of creation. That gap is like, that clearing is, people have a fear of that clearing, and yet that clearing is exactly how you create everything you want in your life. And so the next step is basically to teach people how they create with their mind and emotions and how they can do that purposefully instead of creating things that they don't want in their life. So we got awareness, release, and then then that just that knowledge and that wisdom to to understand the the true power that you you, you really have, uh, and I think this connects back to a concept that that you come back to, and it's soul frequency. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about what that means? Yeah. So when I experience the way I experience other people is is at their frequency and what's blocking them being a, an open channel, right? An open frequency that can really create you know, anything kind of almost effortlessly. Um, and not that they don't have to take action, not that we can just sit on the couch and, you know what I mean, create the life we want. We do have to take action, but, mm -hmm. but there's no barriers to it, right? So you can dream it, think it, and make it happen. And the soul frequency is kind of the best and highest frequency. It's that 10th floor, right, of the building that you came to live at, right, and came to make this walk to that 10th floor. And so I kind of see that in people. So what is their highest expression of self and and what is the path to getting there? Because that's why I love working with people one on one is because, you know, you can't everyone's path to their soul frequency is different. Right. And you don't want to shock people's system by peeling the onion too fast. Right. Some people's um, path is to peel the onion really fast and go through the different layers really quickly. Other people's path is to do that at a slower pace. Right. And you don't want to go for the 10th, the 10th layer down when you haven't looked at the nine layers above it. Right. Because that is where people it shocks their system and they are going to go into fear like there's no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so we want to go at what reveals itself first and go down through the layers in a really gentle way. And that's what makes this experience so powerful for people is that they're having these big shifts and changes, but it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, what's happening? You know, my whole world's changing overnight. Right, it right. goes at the pace that their soul is comfortable with. Right, and that's that's part of the process, right? It's it's definitely, yes. um, it's unique to everybody. And to to fully experience that 10th floor, I think we, we have to go through the process in the way that, that our soul wants. 
So I'm just trying to consider here, how can we, how can we unfold a little bit more wisdom around helping someone connect to, to their soul frequency and, and just align and in tune with those things? Do, you, do any strategies come up to, uh, to head for you? Is there anything um, that, that you have found effective in your practice, uh, other than the, the, the many things that we've already mentioned, that, that can help someone align with that soul frequency? Yeah, so one of the things, like, frequency is contagious in a good way, right? For It can be a good way, it can be a bad way, but yeah. what we hang around, we become, literally, from an energetic standpoint. So listening to your podcast, I have a podcast as well called The Soul Frequency Show. Listening to that podcast is going to open things up. There are, in words, right, in um, intention, there are energetic, like, frequencies that actually wake people up. So listening to things like this is an awakening experience. And I've had people reach out to me from the podcast and say, gosh, I've never been into this before. I've never even understood this stuff. And all of a sudden I'm so excited about it and I'm mm -hmm. seeking it out and I'm you know, buying books about it and that kind of stuff. So you wanna put yourself in an environment where what you're bringing into your mind and heart and soul is is this new way of thinking this new reality and way of living because that's how we wake up right and these little seeds get implanted in people energetic seeds that kind of you know they blossom and they grow within you so over time you know it might just be this little seedling of hmm that's interesting but then three months from now you might be going oh my gosh i need to talk to this person i need to do this i need to you know expand my life in this way and so you cannot even the littlest piece of information can be the biggest door into a whole new way of living so i just say all the time pay attention to who you hang around, pay attention to what they say to you, right? Pay attention to the, be around the people that are doing things and, and living in a way that you wanna live. And by nature of the contagiousness, you'll start to align with their energy, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we don't wanna hang around, you know, negativity all the time or people that aren't believing in you, because again, you'll align to that. So you wanna do more of the things that build you up and less of the things that feel icky. Yeah, so that's so huge. Just surrounding yourself with the the right things, and you said in the last sentence there, like you got it's it's about how you feel, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think the more more tuned we become with how we feel, the the better we are going to be able to to choose to surround ourselves with the right things. Because I know from from my own experiences that that being around the right things, whether I choose to or not, but being around them or incorporating the right practices in my day and those sort of things has a profound uh, uh, impact on, on how I feel and my, my drive and my desire to, to go out and, and do the things that I know that at the bottom of my heart I want to do. So it's, it's definitely such, uh, such important and practical advice to, to make sure that you're always surrounding yourselves with the, the right people, the right kind of information, like you said, podcast, um, and, and you'll notice a, a big difference in, in how you feel and that will take you in the right direction, right? Okay. Absolutely. So the um, I, I do want to take advantage of your your nutrition expertise before you before you <laughs> sign off here. Um, of course, we all know that nutrition plays a profound impact on uh, on our health and well being. Um, but let's dive a little deeper. How how does nutrition impact our energy and our, our frequency? So you know. 
Like I said, eating healthier is a way to grow your consciousness. It will happen without you even thinking about it. So when we start putting whole foods into our body, the close to nature as possible, you know, if you can have an organic farm, go to an organic farm, you know what I mean, where the, the fruit and the vegetables and things are just picked, they're going to have the most nutritional content in them than, than fruit or vegetables that are flown around the country or around the world, right? So we want to get things as close to nature as possible. And when we eat those foods, it, when you really think about it, it's like it was created with such brilliance, right? That, that we are provided food in nature that is the sustenance that our body needs, right? And the closer we go to nature, the healthier our body is. So we live in a world where there's tons of, you know, technology and tons of, you know, concrete and buildings and all these things that our body really doesn't understand or know, you know, all these toxins that we breathe in the air and we eat in the food and, and we eat in the water and our body wasn't built for that, right? And so the simplest way to think about nutrition and living a healthy life is to limit the amount of stuff that our body wouldn't just get if we were roaming the earth, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to eat those foods that are close to the earth. You want to spend time out in nature. Our body needs sunlight. Our body needs fresh air, right? It needs these things. Like it is sustenance for our body like no supplement can provide. And and supplementation I think is fine because there's certain supplements that are hard to get for a lot of people like vitamin D and magnesium. They're not found in our diets very easily. And so supplementation is great. But it shouldn't be what we do because we're not taking care of ourselves, right? right, to, right. to completely be the crutch that we use because we're just really not even giving our body anything that it needs. And so your body's like a factory, right? When it gets what it needs, it runs well. When it's not getting what it needs, when it has nutrient deficiencies that have gone on for decades, like any factory, if you didn't oil the conveyor belts, they would break down, right, eventually. And the longer the factory's been built, meaning the longer you've been on the planet, the more, you know, the more wear and tear it's had. And so the more it needs your love, the more it needs those nutrients. And when you start thinking of food in the form of where, how can I bring in more energetic resonance into my body? So things like live fruits and live vegetables that'll bring energy into your system. And when you can think about how many nutrients can I get into my body every day, meaning not calories you're eating, but is the food you're eating nutrient dense? Does it have, when you look at, you know, even if you're eating like a package of, let's say, you know, organic like pumpkin seeds, when you look at the back of that package and you look at the nutrition label, you'll see in the vitamins and minerals section, many of there's many of those in that one food when you look at the back of maybe like a bread package or something like that you won't see as many vitamins and minerals in that food so even if you're not eating you know whole foods that what you are eating has a lot of nutrient nutrition in it because mm -hmm. your body needs the nutrition it doesn't need so many calories right, right? Mm -hmm. it needs energy and it needs nutrition Mm -hmm. No, I definitely love that perspective. It's an interesting uh, way of flipping how we, we look at things. I think a lot of people, um, the way that they approach nutrition is I need to stay away from the junk food. right? Mm -hmm. I, sh I shouldn't be eating that. That's not good for me. And of course, that's, that's true. But the, because junk food and avoiding junk food is constantly on their mind, I feel like they'll have a more difficult time um, taking on healthy nutrition habits 
in comparison to someone that rather than than what their their mission is to do is to, to avoid junk food, what they're thinking about is how can I get in nutrients, right? It, it, it's just a flip of mentality. Eating to get in nutrients rather than eating to avoid junk food. Does that make sense? And I think uh, that approach just just uh, intuitively, I feel like people will, will be a lot more effective uh, at, at eating healthy if, if they take on that approach of getting in what I need to get in rather than avoiding what I need to avoid. Yeah, and you know what? I'll send you something really cool for your listeners. I have a recipe book called Crave No Guilt Junk Food Recipes, and it's the recipes that helped me get off junk food because I was a big sugar addict, and I really felt like deprived that I couldn't have some of my favorite, you know, like even pasta dishes, and I felt like, gosh, am I not going to get to have this stuff and have chocolate and ice cream and, and all those things that I had fun having, and so I created a recipe book with all these different favorite junk foods mm -hmm. made with healthy ingredients. Mm -hmm. And it's helped so many of my clients kind of bridge that gap where they're eating the foods that they love that taste amazing, but they're getting more nutrition. And so we don't keep endlessly eating because we have that nutrition in there. And your body resonates with nutrition. So when it gets enough nutrition, not necessarily calories, when it gets the nutrition, it stops yelling at you saying, oh, eat more, eat more of this, right? When we eat stuff without nutrition in it, empty calories, mm -hmm. the brain is telling you, keep looking for nutrition. So we keep eating, right? To the, to the bottom of the bag of chips or to the bottom of the box of cookies, looking for nutrition. And right. so this is a way that we get to kind of have our cake and eat it too. So I'm happy to pass that along. It's at, um, the, awesome. I think it's cravereciPbook.com, and I'll give you the link to that as well. For sure. And I would include that in the, in the show notes, because I definitely think our listeners would appreciate that. Heck, I appreciate that. Definitely going <laughs> yeah. to take, take a look at that. Um, no, yeah, it's, there's, there's some powerful, um, knowledge and advice in there. Just, um, to, to sum up that is, I think the, one of the big ones is that, that when we, we have those cravings or we, we may not be satiated, it's, uh, it's, it's signs from your body, right? Your body's trying to tell you something and it's not necessarily, like you said, eat more calories or eat more volume. It, it might just be your, your deficient or some in something or your body's lacking a certain, certain nutrient and, um, the approach that that I have found most effective, and I think you would agree with this, is is you have to you have to look within and try to get in touch with that that intuition, and your body will tell you what it needs if if you're you're opening to listening. Exactly, and and at the beginning, if if we can't hear our body, sometimes people don't feel like they're connected to that, and really, I just that's when I say keep bringing in this great information because you will become more sensitive to your body, mm -hmm. and you will start to learn how to listen to it in a different way, and that's becoming our own healer, right? Mm -hmm. That's starting to just understand ourselves more, and it's fine if you feel like, gosh, I don't understand, it. I don't understand it now, and I'm not hearing it now because everybody starts there. But as you deepen the knowledge, and as you keep connecting and aligning with this with this energy, this high frequency energy, you will become more sensitive and you will feel those things. And that's where, you know, you really take off on, gosh, I can do this. And, and it's powerful. That's awesome. Okay. So to wrap up here, Shauna, I want to try something. I want you to be my, my first guest for, for something I am planning to include in the show for future episodes. And I'm calling it the, the ascending round. Okay. I love it. Yes, yeah. let's do it. So the sending round, what it's going to be is a, a series of fast-paced questions, some of them fun, some of them for, for tidbits of wisdom um, and actionable advice. Uh, so you ready to, to I'm run through this I'm getting comfortable. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> cool. So my first one here is, what's a book that you think everyone should read at one point in their life? 
Mm, I love uh, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying is one of my favorite books because it's really, to me, about living. It talks about... Um, it talks about basically the value of life and, and it's from the perspective of a hospice nurse who spent, you know, the end of people's life with them mm -hmm. and they share about the most important things when you're at the end of your life. And to me, that's like a book about living, right? That we start living those things that are important right here and right now. That's so powerful. Next question is, what is one of the best purchases you have made under $100? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I actually bought a, a machine at my house that is, I guess it's called a vibration machine, and it's just a like a plate, and you stand on it, and it vibrates, and it's okay. really about, you know, like cleaning up your cells. It helps you move toxins out of your body, um, and it's one of my favorite things, and my child loves to play on it, too, so we get a lot of laughs on the machine, but it really helps me clear my energy out, and it really helps me at the end of the day um, just feel clean and clear without doing strenuous, you know, exercise on your body. And what it's doing is just detoxifying your system. Right. And I think there there might be a little bit of controversy around how effective that those tools tools are or not. But I think the the proof is in in how you feel. If you're if you're feeling better on it, then then of course it's effective, right? Um. And if you don't mind, is it do you do you know the the name of the one that you have? Because I've never seen one under a hundred dollars. Oh, I'll send you a link to it when I send you the other link and you can add that in there. Okay. And um, they have Please them. They're do. all different prices, but I actually have tried really expensive ones and I didn't like it. It was like too forceful or something. Uh -huh. um, and so it didn't feel good um, to me. So this one feels best. And I also have a rebounder that I love too, that is the same type of concept mm -hmm. um, that they actually use it in NASA to help them build back their bone um, when they come down from space. And so there's, there's actually a lot of studies on the rebounder, but yeah, you're right on the, on the vibration machine, but I, I love it. So it works, I use right? it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And yeah, again, I will, uh, I will include all of these, uh, all of these resources into the, into the show notes. All right. Next question is, on your perfect day, how do you spend the first hour of waking up, upon waking up? Oh gosh, with my son, like I love those moments in the morning. So he's he's now finally getting to be a little bit bigger, but it's um he still loves to cuddle and he still loves to hang out. And so we just, we move, you know, out from our beds to the couch. And we literally, I mean, almost every morning, we just sit for an hour and like talk and cuddle. And it's it's the perfect way for me to start our day. And I feel like, you know, even if he goes to school, even if, you know, we're doing different stuff, we've had that special time together in the morning. Awesome. So, Sean, I'm going on vacation soon. Where do you think I should go? Oh, gosh, there's so many great places. Um, it's probably I, horrible storms have happened, but I, I really love Turks and Caicos. Mm -hmm. um, was one of my favorite trips. I went diving down there. I would highly, highly recommend that. Um, where else? Like, Hawaii, I love. I love my favorite island is Kauai. So we stay in Princeville on Kauai, which I love too. If you like the rain, rainier, you know, greener mm -hmm. type of environment, kind of, more it's tropical. a little, like, yeah, more tropical. And like, I don't know, it's to me, it's like, it's more cozy than some of the other islands. And so I love our time there. Awesome. Those both are going on to the bucket list <laughs> of mine. And last I'll question. I'll not be sorry with that. I promise you. There you go. No, I love traveling. I definitely doubt I would uh, would be sorry. All right. Last question for you for the day. This one is uh, is a little bit more of a tougher one. So, Shana, I'm handing you a microphone here. And it's a it's a special microphone because the, the words that you say through this microphone are going to be heard by the entire world. 
What are you going to say through the microphone? Mm. Um, that I think that one of the most powerful things everyone can do in their lifetime is to get to their truth, right? To understand who they really are separate from the way their family lives or the world lives and to really hone in and seek out your deepest truths and then to have the courage to live those, to follow your own instinct, to follow your own intuition. And and sometimes it takes a lot of courage to do that. But when you do, the strength that you receive in your connection to spirit and your connection to your own GPS, your own guidance system, um, it becomes stronger and stronger over time. And there's no better feeling than to live your truth, right? When we feel disconnected, when we feel like we're doing things against ourself or against our own moral code, our own, you know, intuition, that is a horrible feeling. And it really, uh, I've seen in a lot of my work, it drives people to eat, it drives people to addiction, it drives people to a lot of things. So when we're in that alignment, when we're living our truth, it's powerful and you feel it in every area of your life. Shauna, thank you so much for those inspiring words. And thank you for all that you've shared with us today. Before you take off here, where can our listeners find out a little bit more about your work or um, even get involved with some of your programs? Yeah, you can uh, find me at shaunaekadal.com, which is S-H-A-N-A. E-K-E-D-A-L.com. There's a private coaching page there where you can uh, submit your information if you're interested in finding out more about my three-month program. And certainly the Crave Recipe book, I know you'll put the link to that. That's a great place to start too. Awesome. I will include links to all of those resources in the show notes. Thanks again for your time, Shauna. I'm sure that uh, that the, the listeners would have taken away quite a bit of information and knowledge uh, having, having heard from what you had to say. So again, thanks you. We do appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Take care. So there it is, guys. That is my interview with Shauna Ekadel. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you took away some wisdom and knowledge from Shauna that will help you better understand your body through looking at it and perceiving it as a energetic body and how doing so can help you improve your your physical health your mental health and support you in your spiritual growth and descenders don't forget to pick up a copy of your free gift from shauna that's her crave recipe book so what she's done here is put a compilation of some healthy recipes for for some common junk food so i know we most of us have those those junk food cravings on occasion well here's a way to have a healthier and more nutritious option available to you so that you can still maintain a healthy diet whilst feeding into those cravings so you can find the uh the crave recipe book linked to in the show notes of this episode which can be found at www.togetherweascend.com forward slash awaken six thanks again for watching guys and we hope to see you at the, uh, the Facebook community that I mentioned in the intro there. I'd love to see more Ascenders there sharing their wisdom and positivity. There's so many great people already in it, but of course, the more the merrier. So hope to see you guys there. And thanks again for watching, guys. Until the next episode.